welcome to Adventures in North Wales from Go North Wales. I'm Megan Llyn and in this series we're exploring more of North Wales with its world-leading outdoor adventure activities, brilliant beaches, thrilling mountain scenery, thriving food and drink industry and fascinating ancient culture and heritage. In this episode, the culinary scene here is certainly vibrant. So let's taste some of the fabulous food and drink on offer here in North Wales. We'll find out how Welsh yoghurt is made. My parents initially started by making vats of about 15 kilos in the house airing cupboard. Oh, I'll taste many different types of Anglesey sea salt. The Halloween one in the centre there, I mean, if you look how, how that glistens, it's like diamonds. Yeah, it's absolutely yes. beautiful. Diamonds is exactly what I describe it as. But first, we're beginning today at the estate of a former British Prime Minister, William Gladstone. This is the Harden Estate on the eastern edge of Flintshire. And here with me is Sarah Helen. Hi. Hi. You're the creative director of the Harden Estate Experience, aren't you? Yes, that's right. Welcome. Quite the title. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) So tell us about the history of this incredible estate. Okay, so yes. um, So as you say, this is the um, former home of British Prime Minister, Sir William Gladstone, and now still home to the Gladstone family. Charlie and Caroline Gladstone founded all the different businesses here. Um, they currently live on the state with their family. Charlie is, I always, uh, let me see if I can get this right, great, great grandson of um, Sir William Gladstone. So the, the estate itself is just rich in history. Um, we have two, there's two castles here. Two um, castles? <laughs> yeah. Not just but, the one, but no, two. No, I know, right? Um, so we have the old castle, which is like, it's a medieval, it's quite derelict, um, up on the kind of hill, and then the castle, which is home to the Gladstons now and um, so both beautiful very lucky and um the estate itself is thousands of acres, lots of woodland, um, lots of residential areas, and um, the historic village, um, home to the Gladstone Library as well, which is the, such a beautiful, beautiful place, like rich in history again. So Caroline and Charlie are the kind of founders of um, the Harden Estate businesses, which comprise of the Harden Estate Farm Shop, where we are now. Where we are now. Yeah, um, which is kind of like the hub, really. We also have a pub in the village, the Glen Arms, which is a beautiful old coaching inn, which we've just recently kind of revamped and we also have a events and wedding venue it sits just in the view of the two castles actually on an old cricket pitch so we've basically refurbished the cricket pavilion um, which is the kind of 1920s pavilion building and now um, we hire it out so yes they're the three main businesses and we're also opening a campsite here at the farm shop in a few weeks um, so we've got our first guests coming at the end of the month for that um, because we are also home to the Good Life Society. So we have a festival, um, the Good Life Experience Festival, which was co-hosted by Karis Matthews. So that's been running for about six, seven years. Oh, and wow. yeah, So that's, um, yeah, that's been a really big part of kind of what we do. It's very much our ethos, getting people outside, in nature, cooking over fires, wild swimming in the lake. Um, so we're opening a campsite with the team behind the festival and we're running different events throughout the summer. It's quite a busy estate then. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you could say that, yeah. <laughs> it's safe to say it's a busy estate but you mentioned the Harden Estate Farm Shop which we are sat in right now and to be honest it's unlike any farm shop I've ever seen it's amazing these colours that you have here is incredible it's popping with colour isn't it 
and you also pretty much sell everything here. Yeah, I mean, the farm shop's undergone like a kind of huge transformation really over the last year. This place has always been like a kind of destination, um, I think even more so now, and especially with the kind of the campsite opening. Um, but we really just want to bring a bit of vibrancy to the area. Um, we stock and support like an amazing array of like local producers oh, and yeah. producers from further afield. Give us some sort of taste of what you can yeah, absolutely. buy here. Um, so when you come through the entrance, you go through our food hall um, which has a lot of kind of local producers ambient products I believe you're going to Helen Morn and your series Helen Morn yes um, we have lots of their beautiful products um, we have sauces and condiments from Dillands in Slantidno we support a lot of kind of Welsh producers yeah. lots of Welsh beer Welsh wine Welsh gin in a retail sense but also in the ingredients on our what we yes. use in our kitchen yeah. the meat we serve in our butchery um, is all as absolutely as local as possible we're very much proud of our Welsh roots and you know do a lot to support local producers and there's just so many of them around sustainability sarah is a very important part of Harden as well, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everything we do is um, done with our environment um, in mind and we're so lucky to be within such a beautiful place. Um, you know, we have our own orchards, um, which we offer pick your own to our customers, but also we use all of our produce, everything that we grow here, you know, we serve on our menus. It's so, so important to us that those kind of food miles um, are kept to an absolute minimum, but also nothing beats the taste of something that's grown like right here, footsteps away. So how did the farm shop start then? It started as literally like a shed that was pick your own and we used to do strawberries and it was just like a, a tiny little shack it's just growing all yeah. the time. But I think it's it's testament to having such kind of forward thinking and creative of founders and the team here are just, you know, we, we really want to be able to just do things the absolute best that we can do it. So from a small pick your own shed to an award-winning establishment. Yeah, no, we have won some awards over the years that we're really proud of. Um, we had one with Slow Food Cymru last year, which we're particularly proud of. Actually, our pub had an amazing award um, the year before last um, of AA Pub of the Year in Wales. Oh, so, wow. yeah, so we, you know, we're, we're pretty proud of That's these That's amazing. Places. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned events. What else do you have lined up for this year? So we've got a really exciting kind of summer programme of events coming up, actually, with, you know, with being closed for the last you know on and off over the last year we just want to make the absolute most of the next few months and just to invite as many people here as possible so we have some food focused events like wine tasting like with Queensland Conway and um, cheese tasting um, and a salumi tasting and I've been chatting to some a cider producer in Hereford coming up um, so we you know we love that side of things but then there's also um, we have some kind of fitness things here we have yoga weekly yoga outside um, qigong which is like a form of tai chi um, and then lots of kind of nature-based like family activities. So we have some bushcraft here. I recently just um, found a lady who's going to put a really cool little spy kit in the woods so the kids can come and see what woodland creatures come out at night. And oh, I'd love that. Yeah, same. I was that getting was more so excited. Cool. I was like, can adults come to yes. this? Like, <laughs> everything we do here is to do with kind of nature, outdoors, making things and, you know, yeah, just enjoying a bit of fresh air, really, which is exactly what we all need, I think, isn't it? After, yes. you know, the last year or so. 
Where can people find you? What, do you have a website? Obviously, you've list so many events there. Where can people get more information? You can find everything, all information about your visit and upcoming events on our website, which is www.hawardenestate.co.uk. I've said it a bit funny because there is a secret W in there. So it's <laughs> H-A-W-A-R-D-E-N-estate.co.uk. Hawarden, but we say Harden. Harden, yeah. Right. Or okay. Penadalag, if you want to say it in Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. I don't think I'll ever be able to leave oh, without you're doing welcome to everything stay. here. I'd love to. Oh. Can I ask, do you stock village dairy yogurts here then? Do you know what? Yes, we, we do. Um, Slice the clan, and I think they're brilliant. I Why do you love ask? them. Well, that's where we're going next. <laughs> oh, amazing. Yes. Oh, you can say hello from us. They are absolutely brilliant company in North Wales. We're spoiled to have them. Travelled west into Denbyshire and we're here at Llaithyllan Dairy where they produce extremely, and I mean extremely tasty Welsh yoghurt. With me is Griff Robert, one of the directors here. Hello Griff, how are you? Very good, thank you very much. This is a real family business, isn't it, Llaithyllan? Yeah, so um, currently... I'm one of the directors, my brother is a managing director, and then um, my parents still are very much actively involved with the, the running of the business and the, the directions we take as well. So uh, my parents initially started by making uh, vats of about 15 kilos in the house airing cupboard. <laughs> so the house airing cupboard is... All started yeah, in an airing cupboard. <laughs> in the farmhouse, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the, the airing cupboard has got that temperature that the bacteria needs to propagate at the, the cultures, that is. Um, and then now our fermentation tanks where we um, add the cultures you know some of them are four tons some of them are six tons Um, so yeah it's quite grown quite exponentially since the days of 15 kilos in 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 an an airing cupboard I feel like you could fit a few airing cupboards in a six ton tank (laughs) (laughs) so it really has grown then it's gone from strength to strength no, yeah, it's it's, um, it's grown quite a bit and we now have a, a very modern, linear, um, efficient manufacturing uh, plant here at Talibrin Farm, <laughs> which is maybe something um, you wouldn't normally see in the in the countryside. So that's why we're very proud of it. We're really proud of our roots uh, here in Llanevydd and, you know, we're really, we're really happy and proud that we could uh, still make the yoghurt here just outside Llanevydd. What does Llaithyllan mean then? So Llaithyllan is a uh, good alliteration word yeah. in Welsh. Um, <laughs> we're using the, the double L's, but um, it basically means uh, the village milk. And that's how we started off basically by distributing um, and creating milk to, to the local parishes basically and a, on a small milk round. How do you make your yogurts then? So we make uh, our yogurts with um, with local milk. Um, we've diversified fully from dairy farming, but we are still based on Talibrin Farm, just outside Denby and Llanevydd. So where it all started. So where it all started, there. There, yeah. Yeah, so we're still there. And basically we, we source all our milk um, from like red tractor assured farms uh, locally, all within roughly 20 kilometres of, of where it's produced, basically. Um, and then that milk is pasteurised and homogenised, um, to a certain temperature and then that mixture then goes to um, the fermentation tanks and this and the fermentation tanks is where we add culture and culture is the, the, the healthy bacteria we add to the milk mixture in order to set it overnight um, and where it 
gets its live property. So we do use live cultures. So there is some active cultures in, in the yogurt that you're eating, which is can be beneficial to your, to your gut, basically. Um, and then the cultures that we use, it varies between, um, say, a natural yogurt. A natural yogurt is a bit more tart and a bit more acidic than, say, a, a fruit-flavoured yogurt because um, there's no sugar added to it. Yeah. And then the, the fruit flavours, they have a, a sugar added to it and they use a milder culture as well. So it doesn't have that tartiness or a, a sour taste to it that some people maybe are accustomed to a natural yoghurt and they don't quite like it as much as a, a flavoured yoghurt. Once the, the yoghurt is uh, into the packing room, uh, in the packing room it, it gets put into various sized pots and then it, it gets palletized and then moved into um, one of possibly the largest fridge that you've ever seen. Um, so, yeah, the fridge holds uh, roughly about 160 pallets of yogurt. It's a lot of yogurt. And then most, most of the yogurt is gone within, within uh, 48 hours, basically. Wow. So a quick turnover. A quick turnaround on that, yeah. Would you go as far to say that Wales, and especially North Wales, is quite rich in its food and drink industry? Yeah, so I think um, in the last few years, um, Welsh government has really concentrated on on Welsh food and drink. And I, I'd say, even say, you know, Wales as a food destination or a manufacturer, a, a country of manufacture, is internationally recognised uh, where, you know, there's provenance and there's quality. And then people really do... Um, resonate with that Welsh dragon when they see it. Who else has a dragon on their flag? I mean, absolutely no other country. Yeah. <laughs> Where can people buy your yoghurts then? So Tlaxlan is, is very much a regional product, so it is um, mostly available in Wales. Um, so it is available in the four large retailers in Wales. So your Tesco, your Asda, uh, your Co-op and Morrisons. Um, but also in some of the um, more higher-end premium retailers like Waitrose, uh, and M&S, uh, but also in convenience stores throughout Wales. What do you put the village dairy, Llaithasan's success down to? It's quite an easy answer, really. It's, <laughs> it's, it's basically because our yoghurt is very good. If we didn't have a very good product, I don't think we would have lasted, you know, over 35 years. Um, so it's one thing having a good brand that's sustainable, but if your product's not good enough, then people won't buy it again. Yeah. And then I think that's what makes us stand out is that people will buy it again and again and more so each time hopefully yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> can visitors come and see how you produce the yogurt yeah so we do have um, a viewing gallery here we do invite um groups and tours you know from schools uh, wis young farmers but also we've got gardens as well so we open the gardens up for for people to come come around and visit um so yeah we do encourage people you know groups to come and visit Slytherland and see see where their favorite yogurt's made amazing well what's next for Slytherland then um it's <laughs> a good question <laughs> um so i'd say what's next for Slytherland is increase the product range really um because we know the brand works quite well in in wales and then you know what other opportunities other than yogurt that Slytherland could uh, could go on basically well thank you so much griff for having a chat with us and just telling us your family story now um so i mentioned toffee's my favorite flavor am i you know well i, I know someone who could sort you something? out something okay good Hearing about all those dairy products has made me hungry. So what better place to come than Signature's restaurant here in Conwy? It is honestly a stunning, stunning restaurant. 
and we have here with us Jimmy Williams. You are the executive chef. Hello, Jimmy. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very good, thank you. Now, you came here as owner executive chef over 10 years ago and transformed the place with your wife, Louise. Tell us how that came about. I came down here as a head chef. When I first came here, it was just, uh, believe it or not, it was just like fish and chips and paper wrappers. Because I'm kind of like not that sort of chef anyway. So I think I better, you know, try and change this bit by bit, yeah. bit by bit over, you know, over a few months, over yeah. the years. And so I got staff in, staff, staff that used to work with me before. We changed it slightly and we started developing the menus bit by bit just changing it you know because like people don't like change straight away so you have to change it bit by bit and to be honest with you it wasn't my aim to to get to this level now I just thought I just did what I did yeah you know it wasn't something that I thought oh well in five years time I want to be I want to win these awards I want to be this I want to do that it's not like that I was taking it day by day and I thought you know oh why don't I put this dish on why don't I put that dish on and people start to enjoy it we didn't want to be like uh, a restaurant where it's like all posh and ponchy like you like you know we like we like to give good customer service but not in your face and people seem to like that yeah yes it's a beautiful restaurant but you have to make it comfortable for surroundings for people to dine in as well so that's what we went down that road we built up a relationship with the clientele that that actually come in and so you'd say probably the like the returning customers and like the loyalty of the loyalty we get is unbelievable Yeah. yeah And they're like, some of them like family to us. You know, we know them and it's like, we, I go out and speak to them. We, we like to look after the customers that, that made our business what it is today. You know, without them, of course, our staff as well, but without the staff and the customers, we wouldn't be sitting here today. We wouldn't be, you know, and I'm fully grateful of that. You mentioned awards. Yeah. Signatures have won a fair few awards. Quite Tell a us few, about yeah. that. Quite a few, yeah. Even before... I was at Signatures. I was in the Welsh culinary team where wow. uh, I cooked for Wales over the years. I've cooked in um, Germany. I've cooked in Chicago, American culinary classic. Wow. Uh, cooked in the World Cup in Luxembourg. And then my last one was in Baal in Switzerland. We won gold medal uh, in the cold kitchen. So I thought, well, I've kind of done what I've needed yeah. to do. You know, I was happy with that. And I thought, what way to go out with winning a gold medal for, for your own country? So I yeah. thought, you know, that's it then. So I said to the, the, the manager, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean? You just won a gold medal? I said, no, I'm done. I'm afraid I'm done. I've done what I've, you know, wanted to do. So you've seen all these amazing places all around the world with your cooking. Yeah. And here at Signatures in Conway... Do you get your ingredients from all around the world or is it locally based? I try, yeah, I do try and get as much Welsh producers and use as much Welsh producers as I can. Is the North Wales food and drink scene ready to return to what it's best at? What do you reckon? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think um, the food around North Wales is very good. It's improved a lot over the years and there's some, you know, there's some good chefs around here, you know. Um, yeah. Definitely in Conway, I think the, the food scene in Conway is really competitive and it's good. It's obviously got the food festival, hasn't it, Conway? And that's pretty good for the area. Yeah. And local chefs get involved doing demonstrations, stuff like that. And thanks to you raising the bar here at Signatures, 
has that helped improve the overall standard of you know fine dining in this area have you found more healthy competition opening up yeah definitely there's been you know there's a lot of chefs that I've had through this kitchen and very very you know very good chefs and uh, they've, they've worked with me um, creating new dishes as well and they've you know we've all learned off each other bounced off each other and a lot of the head chefs that you know a lot of chefs that have come through this kitchen are, are head chefs around this area now you know and I'm really proud to have worked with them in, in my kitchen as well yeah. and, and it's great to see them doing so well around the area so as the executive chef Jimmy what's the dish that you're most proud of here at um, Signatures well trio of lamb really oh yeah we usually, yeah we usually do free cuts so it's usually kind of the, the roast rump of lamb we usually do uh, like a shoulder of lamb braise it down and pick it down we cook it for about 12 hours pick it down and, and put that into a parcel and that's so that's the shoulder side and then we've got a breast of lamb where we uh, cook it for a very long time, press it overnight so it's into like a rectangle, cut into fingers, and then we pan it in panko breadcrumbs and it's that's a crispy lamb breast, we call it. So that sounds a- delicious. My mouth is literally watering at the, <laughs> just the sound yeah, of this so you've dish. you've got like three, three <laughs> cuts of different lamb. I think the two desserts over the years, uh, I do a, a study of peach, and it made its entry in the Great British Cookbook of that one. And also the other one that makes me laugh, this one. Uh, I was working on it for months uh, called Little Italy. Ooh. Yeah, so it's like uh, it's like classic Italian desserts on a plate. Mm. Uh, that actually never leaves my menu now. And that's like a panna cotta. And then we do a mini tiramisu. We do a Ferrero Rocher semifredo. And then for the, because you got, for me, it's, you know, soft. You've got to have a crunch element. Mm. So we do like an almond biscotti. For me, text is very important, yeah. So can I ask, what's next for you and Louise and signatures? Um, well, we just want to carry on with um, improving all the time. You know, we just always want to keep on raising our bar. If we do that, then the customers get a better experience as well and enjoy our food. And that's our main aim, really. We've travelled west to Apergwyn Grecin, the home of Aperfalls Distillery, one of only four distilleries here in Wales. I'm sat in this so cool gin lab. It is so impressive here. It honestly looks like I'm in a lab, but it's so exciting that it's actually a gin lab. I love it. I'm joined by Siwen Griffith, the Visitor Centre Operations Manager. Hi, Siwen. Hiya. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good, good. So what do you produce here at Aberfalls Distillery? So our main aim is to produce the best whiskey in the world, hopefully, but at the moment in Wales. Uh, and Probably people know us more for producing gin, gin distilling yes. gin, but we are 95% a whiskey oh, distillery. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. So we went into the production of gin as a sort of turnover of money and to build up our brand. And then the whiskey obviously takes three years and one day to mature in a cask. Three years and one day. That's yes. a very precise yes, amount of time. Yeah, that's a minimum amount. <laughs> a minimum amount. Yes. So we've just launched our inaugural release last week, which we had 2,000 bottles of, which is very exciting for us because, again, it had been sitting in a cask for just, just over three years. Uh, and when we started, production was at a lower rate than it is now. Obviously, we've we've grown and we can make more. Um, so we only had 2,000 bottles, which is quite unique. So hopefully they'll we'll have a lot of whiskey collectors that have got one as well. But I think the local community wanted wanted some as well, hence of the course. big queue to the gates when we got here on <laughs> yeah. Monday morning. Um, but, but it's nice to see people um, support us in that way. 
Uh, our next release will be in September, but there'll be quite a lot more bottles then because oh, we've got right. quite a lot more casks that are matured. Tell me about the history of the distillery then. So it's been here for quite a long time before we even got here. Um, during the World War, it was a margarine factory and a slate works as well. So they used to bring the slate over from Pendrin Quarry in Bethesda uh, and then make them into the little slates that they used to write on in school. We've got the train tracks right next yes, to us. Yes, yes. So they would take um, the slates from Pendrin Quarry to here and then obviously to Pendrin Castle and the docks down there. So when did it change into a distillery then? When did so the we came evolve? here in 2017, November 2017. How do you make the whiskey then? What's unique about the Aber Falls process? We're 100% Welsh. Not a lot of businesses can say that. Love that. So we go from all the way from grain right through is Welsh produce that we use and other Welsh companies as well on top of that. The water obviously is important of for course. us because it comes from the Alba Falls itself, hence the name Alba Falls Distillery. Oh, wow. And as you can see, the river flows right next to us. Literally right next to us right yeah. here. So that is actually quite an important part in the process. Like you have That's to have the, the biggest, water. Yeah, the biggest part. Oh. So basically we get the malted barley from Pembrokeshire. It comes over, we put them in our big malt silos we mash a ton a day wow so it goes through our mash turn through to our fermentation tanks it stays there for 72 hours uh, which we put like a distiller's yeast in there as well to help with the fermentation uh, and then after 72 hours uh, they go into our wash stills and our spirit stills uh, and then any byproduct that we've got as well the farmer comes to get them every day because you've driven past the farm as well to get here yes. so he comes here every day to get that as feed for his cattle as well so there's oh. no waste so we believe very much in sustainability and helping the environment and helping the farmer next door really. of course yeah. yeah 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 and visitors can come and see what you do here Yes, so we've got a brand new visitor centre that I'm really excited that you're sitting in with me. <laughs> and as you said, we've got a, a really nice gin lab that you can come and make your own gin. So you get your own little still and get to put your own botanicals in and That's your own little flavours. so exciting. That's so cool. So we're sat actually in the gin lab yep. right now, aren't we? Yes. Am I going to be able to make my own gin after? Yeah. <gasps> Thank you. <laughs> Dream come true. We've also got a bistro downstairs that we've newly opened with light bites at the moment. So we're trying to get our feet. Again, we're using lots of local producers uh, within our menu so you can come and try. Uh, and then we've got, we're working really closely with a fine food and drink cluster for Wales. So we've got a stand just outside the gin lab here that shows their wares and they can, you can come and try things. So hopefully different months and different weeks we'll have somebody from those companies that you can have a sample of and so like jones crisps Wrexham lager purple moose so you can come over and hopefully we'll be selling in the future their products in our shop as well qn do you reckon that the north wales food and drink industry is up there with the best definitely definitely and i think the biggest thing is that people don't know how many producers there are in north wales and how amazing their products are it's like a sleeping giant it's crazy and people just come over and they go, oh, this is amazing. Where's this from? And you just literally tell them that it's 15 to 20 minutes away from our distillery. And people just amazed by it. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for us is that we want to promote it. So the most important thing for us is people leave with content on their phone, whether it's that they've found a, a new place that does shortbread biscuits or some crisps that they've never heard of before because they're a Welsh variety that they know where to go and get them from. Maybe a company that you've never heard of before but they will put them on the map for North Wales. 
And there's so much to do as well. I think we want to utilize the visitor center as a hub for Welsh products and other Welsh businesses to come and share this with us so people bounce from this place to the next place and find loads of different yeah. variations of Welsh food that they need to try. They need to yes. try, yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like you've got the next few years sorted. You're in your stride here at Aber Falls Distillery. Um, you're not hard to find, are you? You're just off the A55. Yes, we're off Junction 13. Most people think that it's the farm right off the junction because we put a big sign there on their yeah. silos, but that's actually the farm. You just need to go a little bit further down yeah. towards the nature reserve further. to find us. Yeah. Well, Hewen, thank you so much for having a chat with us. I am raring to go. I am so ready to create my own gin in this lab i'm just thinking of the name i'm thinking <sighs> megathon i like it do you like it yes good okay let's crack on then let's get the botanicals out let's yes. go <laughs> Obviously, as an island, Anglesey has a lot of coast and a lot of sea surrounding it. And at our next stop, we're finding out how all that sea can be put to good use. We're at Helen Morn, the Anglesey Sea Salt Company, and this is Rob Jardin. Hello, Rob. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Very well, thank you. Well, thank you so much for having us. This is a fantastic spot you have here just on the Menai Strait, but there's a fantastic story behind the origins of Helen Morn, isn't there? It's a real family business. Absolutely. Um, the, the directors are called Alison and David Lee Wilson, and they have three children who all play a part in the business. So how do you go about extracting the salt from the sea on this kind of scale? Well, we're lucky here at Hallin Morn because the Menai Strait in front of us is a beautiful stretch of clear water. And we have uh, an influx of clean water coming in from the Gulf Stream, from the Atlantic, filling up our Menai Strait. And once it's a high tide, we then pump up up to 20,000 litres of seawater every day. And then we filter the seawater and then we boil the seawater to bring up the salinity to make it more salty. Uh, and then we use that, what we call brine, in our crystallizing tanks, in our production hall. And then we make our world famous sea salt. World famous indeed. And don't you have to pay the queen for the water, I've heard? Yes, that's correct. We, um, we pay for the license um, to uh, extract the seawater. Oh. So we pay the crown estate. Right, yeah. okay. I never thought that you'd have to do that. But obviously, because it's such a big production and you're taking so much water. That's right. <laughs> but you've expanded, actually, the range beyond just salt, haven't you? We have, yeah. We've moved into, um, we've got some ketchups. We have a, a, a wonderful Bloody Mary ketchup, Ooh. black garlic ketchup, which, in, which is incredible. And then we've also got some of the uh, sweeter options. You've got salted caramel, uh, salted honey butter. Uh, and then we've now branched out into mustards. We have a lovely smoky Dijon mustard and a smoky honey mustard. Wow. So who comes up with all the flavours in your products? Well, the directors come up with the um, the products and the flavours and they sit down and they talk about it. And then once they have, uh, work out an idea, then they'll do some product development 
And once it's absolutely perfect, then it'll go into production. There's a lot of trial and error then just absolutely. to have that lots perfect, of tasting, lots of tasting. A lot of tasting. Yeah. I'm kind of jealous of your job <laughs> of, uh, in, that, in that sense. An interesting fact, actually, you won EU protected food name status. Um, so it's just you that can have um, salt be called Anglesey sea salt here. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, the PDO status, protected designation of origin, which means that nobody else can use the name Hallin Morn. It has to come from this stretch of water. It's quite unique, isn't it? It is very much something we're very, very proud of. Yeah. And um, there's some big celebrity fans of Hallin Morn. Uh, have you met a few? We've had lots of uh, famous people here. We've had um, the Harry Bikers have, have been here. We've had uh, Michael Portillo from the Great Railway Journeys. We've had lots and lots. Recently, we've had uh, William and Kate from the royal family. They were great fun. We did a salt tasting together and they really seemed to enjoy it. So that was really good fun. Oh, wow. That's amazing. And uh, Barack Obama is another fan, isn't he? He is. That's right. He he likes our oak smoked salt on his handmade chocolates. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's quite a claim to fame. It is. Visitors can come here and take a tour, can't they, to see how you make the salt. Tell us about that. Yeah, so we usually run three tours a day. They start at 11am, 1pm and 3pm. And the visitors will be invited in. They will we'll welcome them in. Then we'll take them through to the production hall and we'll explain how the, the process of salt making, uh, how we go about it. And then we come back and we again, we do a salt tasting. So we do a tutored salt tasting where we talk about all the salt, the different types of salts. Uh, and it's really great fun. And we can also offer uh, coach parties and larger uh, trips, providing that they book in advance. You've also got the shop here where you can actually buy products. But you, you mentioned the warehouse where you ship products. Are you able to, to buy them anywhere else in Wales? Yeah, we, we, you can buy our products in lots of delicatessens, lots of shops in Wales and in the UK and all around the world. We have distributors all over the world. So, um, yeah, you can pick up Hallin from many places, but we also have a fantastic website as well. So you can log on to our website, place your order, and we aim to dispatch it the following day. Oh, wow. That's quite impressive. Rob, so actually in front of me now, there's an A4 paper with little squares on it and actually piles of salt, different colours, different textures, definitely. Am I about to uh, do a salt tasting with you? You certainly are, definitely. <gasps> exciting. Okay, okay. You can actually see a very distinct difference between European salt and like the clear whiteness of the table salt of Hallin Morn. That's you? right. The Hallin Morn one in the centre there. I mean, if you look how, how that glistens, it's like diamonds. Yeah, it's absolutely yes. beautiful. Diamonds is exactly what I describe it as. And what we do here at Hallin Morn, once we've made our salt, we're the only company in the world that we know of that rinses their sea salt. And the reason why we rinse our sea salt is that there is chalk present in seawater. So once we've made our salt, it has a tiny bit of chalk on it. So we hand rinse it, we hand rinse every tray, and then you're left with the closest thing to a pure salt flake that you can get. Wow. And that's why it tastes so beautiful. And chefs, some chefs have said that our salt is sweet. 
Well, it's not sweet. It's definitely salty. But what they mean by that is there is no bitter aftertaste. Oh. So it's just a, when you taste it, you can really, it brings out the flavour of whatever you're seasoning. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what's next on the salt menu? So then we move on to the flavoured one. Today here we've got um, our organic spices. And that one is a really versatile salt. You'll taste the cinnamon, cumin, mm. coriander. Uh, but it's got a really beautiful flavour and you can use that in cottage pie or shepherd's pie. Um, you can use it on uh, vegetables. You can use it on steaks. That's you so can, good. It, it really is beautiful. That is yeah. so, It's really so versatile. Good. It's one of our most popular salts. That's amazing. Thank you so much. But before you finish here, I'd just like you to have a little taste of our salted caramel. This is uh, some, Rob, something try sweet. try and stop me, okay? It's been sat here and I've been eyeing it up for the last 10 minutes. Wonderful. <gasps> so you've got a stick there. So have a good dip in right. and have a taste. This is to die for. <gasps> salted caramel. And Helen Morn salted Absolutely, caramel. Absolutely, yeah. So you, that's wonderful on pancakes. You can use it on waffles. You can add it to porridge. Um, you can eat it with a spoon out of the yeah. jar. <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel like I may, may be doing if you don't take that pot away from yeah. me. Oh, Rob, thank you so, so much. And I hope that has given you a taste of just some of the exceptional food and drink on offer here in North Wales. There's so much more to discover too. Head to gonorthwales.co.uk to find out. Remember to hit subscribe and rate the podcast. In the next episode, we'll be exploring the North Wales coast. From me, Mekanthine on Anglesey, hopefully see you soon here in North Wales. Will vaur! Wow.